Joe, worst president we ever seen. But the news say the most popular, man, what you mean? And why you ranting and raving, saying you're losing your patience and blaming unvaccinated cause people dying? Why is Hunter Biden down in the basement? He's smoking crack cause he really a baser. That's your son, right? Oh, why you never talk about the millions he made overseas and brought it back to the yeah. stage? Y'all heard hey, a trader joke. Pelosi, oh. fuck you, Kamala. Oh. Ain't no build back better. Fuck you, Obama. Fuck all them Clintons and fuck Biden too. If it's that's cold, Brandon, hell, fuck Brandon too. Say it with me now. Everybody. Hey, it is another edition of the Totally Corrupt Podcast, and today is March 13th, 2023, and we are bringing it to you live on Twitter Spaces, and if you're catching us on Spotify, make sure you're hitting that follow button, uh, make sure you never miss an episode of the Totally Corrupt Podcast. Got Danny waiting on the other side, so let's bring him in. And while we're doing that, uh, make sure you get on the conversation on Getter and on True Social at Totally Corrupt is our handle there. So with no further ado, let's get this party started. Here we go. This is the captain. Captain, how we doing? We're on a fuck Joe Biden uh, plane. Jesus Christ. Speaking of fuck, what about that song? Fuck, that's a great song. I don't know, even know who does that song, but I saw it on Twitter today, and I was like, got to play it on the beginning of the podcast. Oh, that's, that's a great song. Um, um, I can start with something. You, we, well, obviously, we didn't watch the Oscars. There's nothing to watch there. No, no, no. Didn't watch the Oscars. Uh, I don't think I've watched the Oscars in 20 fucking years. Maybe long. It's just no fun anymore. I don't even think it was ever fun, <clears throat> for the most part. Nope. Well, what are you going to do? No, just sit there and get subjected to the, you know, these people talking about how, uh, you know, well, what, it doesn't even matter what the fuck they're talking about. They suck. Everything they say is like just liberal hate. Oh, it's Trump's fault, and that's why it inspired me to make this movie. It's amazing. It's still his fault, even though he's been out of office for two or three years. And that's why I thought the best thing was is that he was in for four, and then he got he got booted out, so we could see really what the other side would do, you know. And uh, doesn't look really good with all these banks going under. No, that's the big story of the day: is the the banks going down. Um, the I guess the number two and number three worst financial collapse of us history happened literally today. Like fucking the wall street, just the banks alone lost like, I don't know, $50 billion or some crazy number like that. They stopped trading. They halted trading because they're like, what the fuck's going on? So usually something's fishy like that. They just stopped trading completely. And that happened like at 9am this morning. It all had to do with uh, the Silicon Valley bank going down and, the signature bank going down. I guess that started on Friday, and then today, when Wall Street opened, it was just a fucking shit show. You know, the funny thing is they said the top four secure banks was Pacific Western Bank, uh, Western Alliance Bank, First Republican Bank, and then, uh, oh, and then uh, Commercia Bank. It's either the strongest or the weakest banks. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm kind of worried about my money. I'm thinking about taking it out anyway. Those are the weakest ones. But basically, they're all regional banks that do like commercial loans and things like that. Like Silicon Valley Bank was, you know, basically 
just people from Silicon Valley, a lot of tech companies and things like that. But like, you know, the bank didn't, they didn't basically didn't have enough money to cover the, <laughs> the debt that they had or something like that. I'm not that smart with it, but I, that's just what I heard. It's, it's basically the 2008 financial crisis all over again. Like Washington Mutual is the, they're, they're the worst one of all time. That was what caused, you know, the housing crisis, inflation, everything back then. Uh, I mean, I fucking lost my house during that uh, situation. I had a condo that I bought, and then literally two late, two years later, it was worth about half. And uh, I had like lawyers that tell me that say, "Hey, uh, you probably better just foreclose on this and wait the seven years for it to fall off your record before uh, this situation is going to get any better." And I, I listened to them, and they were right. But now it looks like we're going to go through that shit again. Good thing I don't own any houses. <laughs> Well, they wanted to take away our free speech first, then they want to take our guns. Yeah. What kind of happens next? Well, I don't know. Like, uh, our pal Joe Biden uh, apparently doesn't get out of bed until fucking nine in the morning. I don't know if you heard that. She's here. And then he goes to bed to by about three. He doesn't answer any questions when he tells everybody, don't worry, the banks are going to be fine. Thank you, America. Goodbye. And they're like, what about the other banks? He just keeps walking out the stage and into the door. Yeah, man. Like exactly that happened. He was out there for thirty seconds, and and um, so his old peppermint patty, Jen Sakai or Saki or whatever her name is, Saki. She was on Meet the Press or something like that. And uh, listen here, I want to play this for you. Listen to what she said about Joe. Like no shit, he just she says that he doesn't get up until nine in the morning or something like that. Here it goes. Important to note, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. He is a night owl. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there conveying that to the American public. All right, Steve. Uh, all right, Steve. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Why would she even say He's that? He's a night owl. What does he do at night? He sleeps. He's not a night owl. Right. There's been <laughs> there's been a shitload of reports saying like uh, he goes to bed early. The whole joke is like he'll eat his ice cream and go to bed early. So we got a part time president. Oh gosh, easily. I mean, fuck. Like he's destroying this country. Like I mean. Not just politically, but financially, militarily, uh, socially. What's what? What left is there for him to break? I liked him better when he was in the basement sleeping. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, a lot of less shit went wrong when he was just in the basement. Maybe you get him back in the basement. So he comes down and you know comes up from the basement or whatever at nine a.m. and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I, here's some of those banks you're talking about. Western Alliance Bank Corp down seventy five percent today. Uh, First Republic Bank down sixty six. Customer Bank Corp down fifty four. Uh, PacWest Game, PacWest Bank Corp down forty six percent. And there's like Bank of Hawaii down forty two. These fucking banks lost that much money in three hours this morning. And the guy comes up and he shuffles out there. Well, I just you know it's nine a.m. I never I never come and talk this early, but. Uh, yeah, we're not going to bail out these fucking uh, these uh, banks. And then he just 
shuffled back through the door and went back to bed. But you know they're going to ba- bail them out. They have to. Like, fucking, there's millions of dollars these, like, different businesses had in there. Like, one I saw from the S- SVB bank had, like, $300 million in the bank. And the FDIC, I guess, only insures, like, $250,000. So who's going to pay? Well, yeah. Who's going to pay for the rest of that? Well, the taxpayers are definitely going to pay for the rest of that because who 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 actually bells out anybody if the government bells them out? The taxpayers, and this is kind of what this is what Biden wanted for for years. Is that if they don't bell out the banks, all of a sudden what happens? The government has to take them over. So now everything is everything uh, bank related is government run. Well, what happens? What I think is going to happen is that the bigger banks that Biden is in cahoots with, you know, like the, the, the four biggest are like bank of America, chase, um, fucking Wells Fargo. And I forget the other one, but like, those are the big ones. They're basically going to buy up all these little banks and fucking, you know, they're, they're going to get those accounts. And then the government's going to print money for these guys, which is going to make, the inflation go up. And your money's worth less. Exactly. Inflation go through the fucking roof. So like mortgage rates right now, like if you always go buy a house, they're like a mortgage rates like at seven fucking percent. Like just a couple years ago when Trump was in office, I want to say like 2018, it was at a record low of like 2.8% or something like that. You could get a house loan and the mortgage was only 2%. That's insane. Like when, like when I had my house and like before the, 2008 financial crisis like when i had like i think i was at, sitting at like four and a half which is about normal so we're like double normal and we're like fucking 400 times 300 times what it was just four years ago well put it this way you uh can't have free speech you can't own a gun and by the way now you can't own a house you can't own anything um kind of sounds like communism to me well, why the fuck do you think, you know, January 6th even happened? People were so fucking pissed off. They're like, listen, this guy did not win the presidency, and we don't want this fucking bullshit. Because everything that Trump said Biden would do is is our reality today. He's you know, got it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't, I don't get why, you know, I mean, they use that whole event to basically target extreme MAGA Republicans. These extreme MAGA Republicans are to blame for everything. And, okay, guys, those extreme MAGA Republicans is like 50% of the fucking country. Realize that. I mean, half the country voted for Trump. So they're going to sit here and alienate half of us. And, like, they're going to get a, 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 the unselect committee with fucking Liz Cheney and Shifty Schiff to, like, drum up some stupid fucking report saying, like, Five fucking uh, police were killed, and you know, like uh, these these extreme MAGA Republicans are are a threat to our democracy. This in, insurrection. We find out they that- keep talking about they keep talking about the five people, the policemen that were killed on that day. No police were killed on that day. No One police- guy had a heart attack the day after, and then four have since committed suicide. Suicide doesn't. Really, I mean, 
normally people who commit suicide probably commit suicide because they know or they think they did something wrong. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, who, who, who fucking knows why they killed themselves? Well, nobody was beaten by a, a fire extinguisher. No cops were. But it's also the same thing with Kyle Rittenhouse. They still claim, and it hasn't been taken down offline, that, that Kyle Rittenhouse killed three black men. He didn't kill three black men. <laughs> he didn't kill three black men on that day. He didn't kill any black men. No, they were white, and then he wounded a black guy that tried to tried to basically face stomp him. Who, who, I mean, there was a black guy that tried to face stomp him. Are you sure? About, are you sure that's not fake news? Because I thought every single one of these people were white. Well, so he he killed the one guy that was chasing after him. The crazy, and then, the crazy guy that tried to take his gun, and then he and, and, he takes off, and then he shot the one guy's arm off. Well, and then he, he shot at another guy who basically tried to, and they didn't. He killed the guy that tried to hit anyway, him with the skateboard. And he and he shot and he shot Gage in the hand. I just like how they say that it's it, we need to stop uh, Republicans or or Fox News because they're spreading disinformation. It's like no, we're all of our, all of the conspiracy theories that we've thought in the last year have come true. Yeah, and they're. All exactly true. The origins of the COVID virus. Um, <laughs> Dr. Fauci. On and on and on and on. Everything that we were censored to even talk about on Twitter or, or Facebook or YouTube, you would get banned if you talked about it. And now they're like, oh, yeah, well, it's probably likely the uh, virus came from uh, the Wuhan virologist virology lab. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Has a fucking name on it. Yeah, there's only like w- one of those over there, and it happens to be from the city the virus or, or originated from. <laughs> and it's split, and it's the one that Fauci was funding. Let's put two and two together here. That's the one Fauci was funding, and the reason they were doing those kind of uh, experiments over there is because nobody else in the world would do them. Chinese really don't care. They're like, if you're going to pay us money, we'll do whatever. They're like, hey, we we and accidentally it sneaks out. Hey, we burn fucking steel and let that shit go into the air. That's why, you know, uh, there's no such thing as junkyards anymore. They ship all that fucking the steel, the fucking cars back to China and they burn them because they don't have they don't have any of these uh, green energy fucking regulations in China. They just don't give a fuck. They'll put it in the air. They don't care. <laughs> I mean, like fucking Shanghai is like one of the most polluted cities uh, air quality in, in the, the whole world. And where's Greta Thunberg? Why isn't she going to fucking, you know, Shanghai? Go to Shanghai and see what, what? happens. Why wasn't Greta Thunberg in uh, East Palestine? I mean... She doesn't care about Trump supporters, and neither does the government, and that's why they originally de- denied FEMA money. Now, I don't even know how much FEMA money they got, but uh, they eventually released some funds to him. I heard uh, basically since uh, Trump made his announcement that he was going to go there. So this is all fucking bullshit political crap. Like, I mean, the biggest one right now, I mean, the, okay, yeah, the banks, big deal. That's a really big deal. And you know what? Like fucking people are going are gonna to be going to their banks, taking out all the fucking cash they can. Because no one's going to believe that any of these banks, especially these smaller ones, are going to fucking 
have the money when they need it. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at the halting of the the stocks right now, right in front of me. Uh, at nine thirty nine a.m., Charles Schwab, they fucking took that off the market. It couldn't couldn't trade that anymore because because this is how big of a fucking scandal this is. They don't want any of the financial um, stocks to be traded because of this this fucking collapse. You know what they took? Not only take off the market, they took it off their uh, outside bank units. I went to uh, my dad's bank today. Uh-huh. I like to go there once a week, check his balance. The bank machine was completely turned off. Not, didn't, it just said out of order type of thing. So I went to my bank. My bank was completely turned off. So I had to walk into Chase. Oh, shit. Ask him for, ask him for my balance in my last 10 transactions. Then I had to drive to another bank to go find out my dad's balance on his card. Oh God! And uh, I mean, that's when one bank starts. When one bank goes, or another bank goes, that's where people lose their confidence in the bank. And like you said, go take their money out. What happens when you take the money out? Then they now the bank has less money to loan. Right. And every for for every dollar you have in the bank, the bank is allowed to loan out ten times that amount. Right. They have more debt. And they do have assets, so like, mm-hmm. you know, they they've given out more money than they ha- they have to cover it. So like, when they get news like this, and it's crazy that you say that about the ATMs today, because that's that's here in Tacoma, Washington. I mean, was that was that what it was like everywhere? I didn't hear that on the news today. You know, I'm hearing it from you. Might not might hear it tomorrow though. Well, here's the fucking thing. Like, I know some people that have a lot of money in the bank that probably should get it out of the bank. You know, like that's why they turned the ATMs off because they were uh, they were afraid of these bank runs. People were going to go to the bank, pull out all their fucking money, and then you know, then all the banks are super fucked. So, yeah, like they they stopped the trading on the uh, Wall Street to protect the banks because everybody was going to sell them off, like just in fucking three hours. Like like named off a whole bunch that were like down seventy five sixties percent 50 percent like just in three hours of trading <laughs> so so my my main point though like if you think about it so why it. did that bank, why did why did silicon valley bank fail you know why it fell it was a woke bank it was loaning money out hundreds of thousands of dollars millions of dollars in some cases to basic startup companies that had just this woke agenda. Equal, I mean, even at the bank itself, think about this, the bank itself, before the bank, so the CEO knew the bank was going to fail and it was going to be taken control by the FDIC. Um, You know, that's where if you, you know, like you said, you put your money in, you're you're, you're guaranteed a certain amount. But he, what hours before he closed the bank or the bank was closed, he handed out bonuses to his staff. Yeah. I heard on Friday. Yeah. They gave out yeah. bonuses to everybody. <laughs> All right, here you go. So, now, now well, he, don't forget to lock the door before you leave. And then you leave a lot of people standing outside. Like, well, I would rather than get a bonus. I'd rather just get the money. I, I put into the bank. So be very, you know, but I mean, all these places are failing every single, like, like Trump said, everything woke turns to shit. Yeah. Bottom line. It's true. It takes your money. 
Black Lives Matter takes your money. I you see anything positive out of the Black Lives Movement because of the money that they've taken in? No, they haven't invested in any city. They haven't. They, the only thing they invested into is is what beautiful, luxurious mansions. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what Black Lives Matter really means at this point. They bought a couple of rich people, a couple of nice houses. They've taken what a hundred million dollars plus in. That's a lot. I haven't had any developments in in any any black communities. All they do is they rifle off your fears, suck you in like it's any scam does, and it doesn't pay the people that need it the most back. You think they'd make a big deal about like helping schools and shit like that, but they clearly don't. What are you going to help a school that's uh, indoctrinating kids on uh, freaking? Exactly, it's already going their way. Gay pride and. Lesbian pride and all this stuff. I mean, I love the bill that uh, DeSantis came out with a video the other day, and he sh- he actually showcased all the, the books he banned out the school. And people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't show that on on online." And it's like, "Well, you're showing it to your kids in school. Why can't I show it to the parents online? It's inappropriate." Well, maybe it's inappropriate to show it to kids too, right? I mean, did you see? There, I, I, I don't know where this happened in the country, but there was at some school board meeting. This little kid comes up and he goes, "I'm going to read you what I found in my library," and it's <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's like fucking seven year old young boy, and he's like, "It's talking about like uh, questioning your sexuality and talking about gay sex and like." And this is a book in a fucking elementary school library. He's like reading it at a school board meeting. I'm like, how brilliant is that? Isn't that where the school board board asked him, uh, you know, that he shouldn't say, you know, that's inappropriate to talk about in public setting? He goes, well, you, you, you're teaching it in school. I found it at my, I found it at my <laughs> library. Found it in my library. I just thought you guys would like to know. Yeah, no shit. And and all these people are in control of. I mean, it's serious. We've been we've been so uh, re- we've been so um, kind of numb to it. Like parents, take parents for example. They're kind of hardworking. Majority of them, they send their kids to school. They have a nine to five job or even more. Um, they get home, try to take care of their kids, and uh, most parents aren't involved in the school board. I think. Um, Especially with with a lot of the stuff where uh, school choice money fa- file uh, follows the kid rather than the uh, the district, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the only way you're going to be able to change that because if the money follows a kid, the parents are going to pay more attention to what the kids are being taught, and the kids school boards are going to be more representative of the families that are allowing their children to go to those schools. And it's, um, you got to put, you got to figure out how to put power back into the people that are actually being, being affected by, uh, uh, what the schools are teaching. I mean, they keep talking about how they, uh, remember back when they said, no, uh, uh, um, all this inclusivity and 
and uh, gay stuff is not being taught in, taught in schools. And uh, then, like, a month later, you figure out, oh, yeah, I guess it is. I guess all of this indoctrination is being taught in schools. So they, it's, it's just like another form of the government. They lie to you. Then you figure it out later, and they're like, no, we really didn't do that. And then they push it on somebody else, something else. Label label uh, parents as domestic terrorists because they even question the school board. Yeah, it's you know. I mean, we how many how many videos have you seen of like people getting in fucking fights at the school board? I mean, people being removed from school board meetings and things like that. I mean, it's getting pretty hot in the uh, in the schools. The videos that the videos that concern me more than anything is the videos of the kids that are actually chasing down other kids of. Uh, of not the same skin color and making them come over and oh and yeah i've seen, i've seen so many like middle school fight videos on twitter lately like i mean brutal fights kids getting their fucking teeth kicked in and fucking slammed on their fucking head and shit like and it's it's always uh like a white black thing like i mean it's always a racial something or another and it's like and who's the who's who's the agitator? Who's the aggressor? It's always the uh, one that's trying to get people to do something. And it's the black kids, and and basically what's happening is that uh, you know, these teachers are teaching them that you know that hey you need, hate. you need to fucking get some revenge on these white kids of what their great grandparents did to your great grandparents you know like hundred years ago. Or longer than that. Hey Tyrone, you go get you go get even with Johnny because of what his grand grandfather did back in eighteen fifty five. It's like what? Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. And again, like, what does that have to do with Johnny and Tyrone? I thought they were friends yesterday, and now they're enemies today. Well, but that's what the government wants. And, and I'm not going to play the clip, but we've played it before on the podcast of, of Morgan Freeman talking about like you know Black History Month. He's like, I, I don't even want it. We need to stop talking about race, and it will go away. You know, I mean, one thing I noticed: I, my youngest sister grew up in Hawaii, and out there, uh, being a little white girl is she's in the minority out there. Okay, um, you know, be with a bunch of Islander, you know, kids, and she's the white chick. So she experienced a little bit of it, but like to be honest with you, they didn't really talk about it much. Like, I'm not saying that she was treated differently or anything like that i mean she really wasn't but it was hard for her to fit in let's just say that you know because their culture is just a little different you know and it's not like that far off of our you know our uh, white culture but like it's just you know people aren't always as accepting because you don't look like them not to say that she she was treated like bad or got into fights or anything like that but you know as time went on she became uh, accepted by them because they got to know her. You know what I mean? So, like, really, you just got to give it time, you know, between uh, getting to know people. And, you know, like, you're just, you're just part of the family like anybody else. I mean, her graduation was great. You, you know, Prusky, uh, he was an Army brat, so one of his places growing up was Hawaii. And he always used to tell me when he was growing up in Hawaii, he was always called a, I think it's called a Holly. Howley. 
Ali, yeah, because you're in that's white white kid or white boy or white girl. All that means and, uh, all all that means is you're not an islander. That's all okay, I got gotcha. you. That's all it means. You could be a fucking black Howley. You could be a fucking Asian Howley. You're just not f- from the island. That's all it means. But it's a derogatory term. But like with Pruitt, Pruitt never never affected him. He just like, okay, cool. I guess I'm gonna have to fit in. Your sister never affected her. She just had to fit in. Exactly. And uh, they didn't use it as a. Uh, they weren't uh, a victim. You know how everybody wants to be a victim now, or, or people want you to feel like a victim. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's just okay. I'm not part of this culture, but I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to, I'm going to be part. I'm going to, I'm going to be part of it or accepted in it at least. I remember. Okay, so like, I mean, when I go out and visit my dad and my sister and things like that out there, it'd be like, okay, well, and my dad explained the whole Howley thing, and I'm like, well, that's fine by me. I mean, like, I don't give a fuck, like. I kind of laughed at it. I was like, "This is kind of well, that's kind of <laughs> kind of funny." Of course, like I'm a yeah. I'm a fucking Hallie. That's fine, and you know, like I play I played with it when I go out to bars and restaurants and the beach or whatever, like just meeting people. You know, like it was a, it was just a joke, you know. But like, no one ever's like looks at you like get out of your Hallie, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you're a fucking Hallie. Like, okay, I get it. And basically, what it means is like there's locals and there's Howleys. And the locals they get they get some extra privileges. They get what they call kama aina, which is like kama aina, kama aina, which is hook but hookups at places like uh, you get a kama, kama aina discount because you're a local. You're not a tourist. You're not a howley. So like you go to yeah. go to the restaurant, get a kama aina discount. You're not paying a hundred dollars a plate. You're going to pay fifty dollars a plate. So local local discount. Local discount. That's all it is. Kamaina. <clears throat> but uh, that's 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 basically for the locals. Like, okay, I live there. I'm a Howley. My dad's been there for 20 years. He still doesn't get Kamaina at most places, even though he's been there for 20 years. That makes sense. Yeah. And you know what? He's cool with it. He's like, you know what? It's whatever. You know, like. It's their it's their island. We're just here, you know. And as long as like that's understood, everything's cool. My my dad's got plenty of fucking like uh, islander friends, you know, like Hawaiian Hawaiian culture. That's only makes up like really like two percent of the population out there. It's mostly people. Yeah. It's mostly it's mostly people from like. The Philippines and Guam and uh, just other like Pacific Islands like just move over, and then they, everybody calls them Hawaiian. There's really not that many Hawaii, true blood Hawaiian people over there anymore. Well, it's kind of who has the biggest pocketbook right now because it costs so expensive. It's so expensive to live in Hawaii. See, the thing is, who's got the biggest pocketbooks are the fucking resorts. So, like Disney, Hilton. Places like that, like they're the they're the people that bring in the money, and you know the islanders, you know they work like three or four fucking jobs, you know, just to make it out there. Uh, now we got a friend out there, uh, Muncie, been on the show a billion times, close friend of ours. He's got a nice little thing going on out there, but his rent's like three thousand dollars a month. It's like stupid expensive, 
And I don't know how you would afford that, you know, working a couple part-time jobs at like resorts or restaurants or bars or tour guide shit, you know? It's just like, how the fuck do you do that? Well, let's say you can afford it. What else can you afford? Can you afford to eat after you pay your rent? Well, if you're just, if you're just if you're fishing every day and you're cooking rice, I mean that goes a long way. You can fish out there. The fishing's pretty awesome out there, even right off the beach. But not only that. so many days I can eat fish, birds. Well, if you're poor, and you got no choice, or you get a sugar mama. That's what, that's what you do. You see, I was I was telling I was telling Muncie this. I said, you know, the great filtering system out there is the fact that it takes money to get out there and it takes money to stay there. So everybody who travels out there has got a little bit a little bit of money. They're definitely not poor. Poor people from South Central LA are not flying out to Hawaii for vacation. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a financial filter. So like the people that do get out there. Let's say you and I go live out there. We're single dudes, but uh, that'd, be, that'd be a hell of a place to find a sugar mama. She's paying like fucking ten thousand dollars to go out there on a vacation with her girlfriends, and hey, maybe maybe she's single. Maybe she maybe she likes she, you. You kind of be like a what's his name, Rob Schneider from like you ever see uh, Fifty First Dates, the Adam Sandler movie? Oh yeah, you'd be like a fucking uh, Adam Sandler. Sure. Rob Schneider. Schneider. Hey. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. That was my favorite one was when he was in Waterboy. Yeah. Anyway, but like fucking, you know, you go find a, you know, whatever job out there, make it happen and fucking live with a couple of roommates or whatnot. Keep the, keep the costs lower. You have a good time. Maybe you find that sugar mama. At least you're living in fucking paradise. So, so called paradise. <laughs> poor, par- poor paradise. Yeah. <laughs> What's that Bruce Hunsby song? You can, you can. Uh, gosh, I forget the name of that song, but it was like, uh, you can uh, walk through the mansion, you just can't live in it. You can see the car, you just can't drive it. You know, that's Hawaii, man. It's it's and who predominantly probably owns property there. I'd see a lot. I would say probably a lot of Asians. Well, that is one. That is one thing. They are one thing about one thing about the resorts out there. Like even the most expensive ones, the hoity-toity ones. Anybody can walk through them. Anybody. So, like exactly what you're saying, you can fucking walk through the mansion but you can't stay there it's exactly what it's like Everybody can put your feet in the pool you just can't jump in some of them you gotta have a <laughs> wristband but but you see the thing is the beach the beaches in Hawaii are not owned by anyone so you have to have access to the beach so you can walk through the front door of like you know the Grand Waialea in Maui which is like a fucking 1200 a night type of place Walk through their grand fucking foyer. It's all marbled out, beautiful. Smells nice. Walk through there. Walk through their pool and hang out on the beach with the, you know, the fucking prince of Abu Dhabi, who's got the presidential suite, and he's hanging out on the beach next to you, having a cocktail. So you can you can do that. 
no one's going to stop you. They can't kick you out either because the beach is public property. Another thing, another thing I realized about Hawaii, too, is like if you were going to go out there and be a poor guy and you did like to eat fish, you can camp on the beach only if you have a fishing pole in the, in the ocean. Just doing some night fishing. Oh, sorry, I must have, do- I must have dozed off. <laughs> well, we need to stop focusing on Hawaii and bring it back to our our uh, mainland because that's where all the shit's happening. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, Hawaii is relative, you know. I mean, you've got Tulsi Gabbard. She's from Hawaii. A lot of military are out there, and it's a blue fucking state, right? And what's happening in that blue state? It's expensive as shit, high drug use. Uh, crime's not too crazy out there, but it's just as bad as anywhere else as Chicago. It's just as bad as Los Angeles, like as far as the drug use and stuff, man. Like, fucking, there's a lot of meth out in Hawaii, you know? And then, like, they've got the, they, they've got, um, they got all the same problems every every blue city has. They're just a big blue city out in the middle of the ocean. You know, I mean, the biggest thing is that you got um, a bunch of people that are getting persecuted for January 6th that basically said, we don't want this fucking blue woke shit. We know that fucking Biden's a fraud. We know what we're going to get with this fucking guy. And we want to recount. And you've got this Jacob uh, Chansley guy who basically is getting a tour through the fucking Capitol. And at the very... By the police. Escorted by the police the whole time. They could have arrested him any time. By the police. And, like, fucking... Now all these videos coming out. Even Elon Musk tweets, free Jacob Chansley. Like, Elon Musk, after watching, like some of the fucking tuck, the Tucker videos. Even, even Joe Rogan said something, too. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to play the Rogan clip, but uh, I'll play this clip. Yes. You want to hear the Rogan clip? Yeah, and I wouldn't mind. If, I don't know if you got any Matt Talibi stuff when he was uh, interrogated by the Congress rather than questioned. He was interrogated. I don't have any prepared at the moment, but I think, I think that maybe our next show we'll, we'll, we can dig dig into Taibbi because like that would be a fun let's do a little Rogan then that would be a fun one now this is Rogan on one of his recent podcasts seeing the Tucker video for the first time I thought this was pretty interesting because like his reaction is like kind of like how we're feeling right now so here it goes the center of it the most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley Often watching the Tucker as video. the QAnon shaman. The so-called QAnon shaman. QAnon shaman. Someone named Q shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. 
Sean tape show. Escorted. The Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Wow. Here's video of Chansley. They're opening the door for him. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. That's the reaction from his guests. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast Holy the crap. reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th. Oh, he's bald. Indisputable facts recorded on video, some of which has never before been seen, with the depiction of Jacob Chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years. He's a terrorist, they said. He should be killed. Shoot him. Shoot him. Like, if it, you burst into the United States, if he was dressed like bin Laden, would you have shot him? Shoot him. No. Shoot him. It makes you wonder, who are the violent extremists here? Not Jacob Chansley. And the video proves that. But you would never have known from the media coverage. The people Jesus. sitting in the chairs. Wild. Right? You're not supposed to go into the Capitol building. Grant. I thought it's. I thought you, at uh, certain well, times you, you are. Not like that. Yeah, not like that. Sure. Not like that. But when you see the people taking him around, essentially on a tour, that's not what I thought it was. It's. I, I just hope all the conservatives watching this realize how little appetite there is in the Republican Party for defending people like this. And thinking that Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump care about this is, is a delusion. It's not even defending them. It's just, forget about it. Let's look at what, what actually happened. We didn't know that happened. Right. We had a version of it where it was just chaos, and the cops ran away. And the uh, cops, were, never cops, were, cops were murdered. Yeah. I would have never imagined that this... I can, I'm shocked to see that. To that's be so wild, and it's and that and like to your point that it's not a bigger story that it's fucking Tucker who's well, covering it's, this. It's just broken, and I think people are starting to pay attention to it now. I don't think it's broken. The, I think it's by design. I think it's work. It's it's by design. It's not an accident. No, I mean it just broke. I mean like oh yeah 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 okay story it just broke got out, out in okay, the world. Yeah. Um, I think it's really recent, and so I think people are just starting to recognize that uh, it's not what you thought it was. And at the center of it, the was that a- so that's that that's basically their reaction to the Tucker. It's Tucker. not it's not what you thought it was. No. Is the main point, right? And then here I got it's one. not what we were told. It's here. not what we were told. I, here I got I got I got one. Oh shit! Sorry. I want you to hear this. This is fucking crazy. So this is Jacob Chansley uh, outside of the Capitol after all that shit getting getting you know like. Um, escorted around he's outside after donald trump tweets everybody go home so check this out and i put all this on twitter for the people that are listening like you can go to our twitter feed at at underscore totally corrupt and you can see these videos posted now if i can just get our internet to fucking work been having trouble with my internet here i don't know what the hell's going on Probably we're doing too many, too many freaking things. Anyway, he basically he basically had the tweet from Trump. He said he said, "Hey, Trump said, be peaceful. Let's go home." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's literally- and then and then the and then the cops opened the doors. I know a couple of people kicked in windows, but for the most part, the cops opened the doors. And when when the protesters walked in there, 
they weren't in there trashing the place. They weren't in there destroying it. They they were. You go in a place like that, and, and you have respect for it. You you kind of uh, you have this deep kind of a love for it that you don't quite understand, but you still see most of the protesters walking in the velvet robes. You, yeah, yeah, you don't see them. You don't exactly. see them ripping down statues and spray painting things. No, 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 um, no shots were fired. No, no police cars are burning. Shots were fired from the other side. Right. The only person that was actually killed on that day was Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, Michael Bird fucking shot her. And the the crazy thing about that video is that you probably saw the one where she he pulled the trigger. Right. The craziest thing, right, right behind. Ashley Babbitt were like three fucking Capitol Police officers with like ARs. What? Why would that guy be so scared? There's three cops right behind her, and the, and and they were more freaked out than any anything else. Like if you watch the video, like he's, he's Michael Bird's in the back. He's saying, "Don't walk to the door. Don't walk to the door." And she's just standing at the door, and he shoots through the window and and tags her. And then she falls backwards into like basically three capital police officers, heavily armed ones too. So I don't understand that. That needs to be d- dug into, like big time, because like there's a bunch of witnesses there. Um, you know that guy needs to stand trial for. I I would say murder. At, at the very well, least, man. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't fit the Democrat narrative. A black armed police officer shot a unarmed white woman at the Capitol. Well, he's going to have to answer to, to somebody um, because, I mean, she's dead. and I feel sorry for the family because they still haven't got answers to this day, and she's still labeled as a domestic terrorist. Right. How is she? <laughs> she's labeled as a domestic terrorist, and she didn't, uh, she didn't, she wasn't armed. Um, yeah, wasn't armed at all. You know, and it's it's a it's one thing botched after another when it comes to the Biden administration. Uh, like to go back to the Afghanistan withdrawal. Okay. Um, I know how patriotic you were, and all those thirteen people that died. You uh, bought seats for them at the Mariners game and laid a flag on each of the seats and the. The security wasn't sure what you were doing and came over and questioned you and stuff. They thought I was a domestic terrorist and I was just trying to do a nice thing. There, there was a uh, there was a guy that sent it up the chain, a command. He goes, I have an eye on a possible um, suicide bomber. He's walking, he's walking, he's walking. Can I shoot? Can I shoot? Went up the chain, never got an answer. Nobody could answer him. And then, uh, and he's testifying in front of Congress. I don't know if you've seen the, this I, I, uh, clip I've, yet. I've heard, but he was testifying. Huh? I've heard. Of, I've heard about this. They had a guy like a sniper that could have took him out, and he, he didn't get. No one said anything to him. Like he didn't. So the he, guy on the he, ground he that confirmation to go and shoot. So the 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 guy in the service is on the ground. He's sending this up. The sniper says, I got I got eyes on him. I can take him out. Can I take him out? Can I take him out? And he didn't get a response at all. And then all of a sudden, two, three minutes later, suicide bomber goes off, kills those 13 um, 
service members and then also killed 170 Afghanistans. So that's 183 people. And it's a lack of anybody taking accountability because nobody in this administration wants to have that impression of, you know, well, I mean, taking somebody out, same taking thing. a bad guy out. Same thing. There's videos for the January 6th that are coming out. There was a guy that literally walked up to a couple DC cops just standing there, like literally just standing there. And he's like, you need to call backup. These people are fucking thirsty for blood. You know, call backup, call backup. Where's your backup? And if you did and they're not here, that tells you how much not a fuck they give about you. Like, I mean, he was like laying into him and like, same thing like there was no national guard called in on january 6th again like you're saying it's by design i i like how they said how biden said we're not gonna leave anybody behind in afghanistan yeah we know thousands of people are still stranded in afghanistan and you don't hear about it anymore no you don't but there are people it's not it's it's almost gotten to the point where it's like it's not our problem and you don't hear about what's they, going on with the, the weapons that you know are getting sold to Ukraine or getting sold to Russia or China. or I mean, those guys would rather take the money. They're not, they don't need 70,000 fucking tanks or whatever the fuck we left over there. You know, I mean, they, they have more Black Hawk, Black Hawk helicopters than Australia does Afghanistan because we left them there. What the fuck, man? You know, I don't know if they're good enough to actually fly those helicopters or planes, but they probably can figure out driving a tank. They can probably figure, you know what I mean. Well, that's a good point, but they you, they can probably figure out how to sell them faster. Than they can figure out how to operate them. You know, so now oh, yeah. so now we're funding terrorists again. Al Qaeda is going to come back, and it's just fucking retarded. Like, I, I mean, I could go on and on and on about like these things that like have gone gone on with the the Biden administration, but. I don't know. I can't wait for 2024 because I think that there's enough people out there that have had enough of this shit, even on even on the uh, Democrat side. I mean, not you, you can't tell me that every single Democrat is a woke socialist now. It's just like the republicans too it's like i mean we got there's some infighting on the republican side not everybody is an extreme maga republican either but most people you know like most of them like trump i think it was a powerful speech with what joe said joe rogan he goes hey i voted for i voted for biden but i ain't i'm voting trump this time around yeah. And just for him saying that, he's been getting attacked by everybody on the left, and they want to silence him because he does have such a uh, uh, array of influence. Because 12 million people listen to every single podcast he does. It's like 10 a, to 12 it's million. Like, it's like a hundred, Think about that. It's like 100 million, dude. It's way more than that. Well, I'm saying per episode, there's actually... 10 to 12, you know, you got to realize there's, what, 360 million estimate, probably, people in the United States. It's not just the U.S. And, uh, it's not just the U.S. Like, it's it's huh? global. Well, yeah. But uh, with his influence of touch with people that actually listen to him from time to time, it's probably about 10 to 12 million. 
I, I, think, episode. I think it's more than that. I think it's way more. Well, than I'd that. like. Here, let's. I can Google it and we'll figure it out. But it, but make. But what your your point is? He's really influent, influential, and the fact that he's saying I'm going to vote for Trump is is sways those, you know, ten to one hundred million fucking listeners, and people people in in the White House are are scared of that influence. You know, I mean, if 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 fucking Rogan had Trump on his podcast, like that would be incredible. I mean, if, if he had him on once, it would be, it'd be over. For a guy like Joe Rogan, who's a diehard Democrat, who uh, says he would vote for uh, Trump this next election, for a guy that's never voted for a Republican ever, Elon Musk, all of a sudden said this year, he's next, next, uh, presidential election he's going to vote for trump um for joe rogan to open up a comedy store comedy shop in uh what austin texas yeah he just opened it's called the mothership austin is is as blue as you can get um every every else it's like it's like uh, washington too texas is kind of like washington all the surrounding areas are republican except for the main concentration of population in Seattle, things like that. Right. Like, but for, like him, Houston, Houston for him to open up a comedy one. club, him to open up a comedy club and be like, free speech is allowed here. You can make whatever jokes you want and the audience is just going to have to deal with it. I th- it is what we need. I don't, when you say Austin's blue as blue it gets, it is very Democrat. It's a Democrat city, right? But it's not like Seattle. Like Seattle's real bad. And you're right, by the way. Joe Rogan gets about 11 million listeners per episode, which is still fucking staggering. I mean, well, see, there's a reason he he there's a reason he deserves a hundred million dollar contract over ten years. I mean, I mean, he's doing how many of these podcasts per year? Probably 300, 340. He probably does them almost every day, ex, you know, except the weekends. He only and, does uh, it like a couple times a week. Like he only comes out like two, maybe three tops a week. It's not. It's not that. Many. I mean, they're like three, four hour podcasts. But like, I don't know. Like, it's it's incredible. I mean, listen. It's people. It's like it's people like that that are going to help change the trajectory of where American civilization is going. CNN because it's like. Yeah, CNN gets uh, on average prime time one million. So that's in their in their in their hot spots, in, like, like check out Anderson, the seven like and eight Anderson, o'clock hour. They uh, probably get like two hundred to four hundred thousand viewers. Like I don't know, I don't know who, who other than Anderson Cooper. Who the hell else is on CNN? Don 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 Lamont is now in the morning. So who else is on there? Stelter's gone. I mean, half their fucking people are gone <laughs> don lemon went to the morning show that's what i'm saying so who so who's okay here we go here we go how many viewers is cnn average 8 to 11 p.m between 8 and 11 p.m cnn averaged three hundred and twelve thousand. <laughs> ms well msnbc brought in an average of 164,000. do me a favor since you got the computer up, yeah, 
what is the how many people watch the Gutfield show at that eight o'clock hour? Well, he's number one, isn't he? Good. Well, yeah. Just if you look it up and compare it to what the uh, CNN and MS and Heha has going on, I mean, it's Gut, and they keep Gut, it. Gut, Gutfeld's audience is two point five million. That is in fucking insane. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. It says Fox News. That's his total audience. That's insane. He's a new king on late night. He takes out Colbert. You put Colbert, uh, Kimmel, all those, all those characters who have been touting the Fauci ouchie and all that shit. He he either surpasses them or doubles them with his viewership because people are tired of feeling fear mongered and 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 you know they're they're just done with it. This, that's they're just done with. The 2.5 million. There's only so many times you can lie to somebody. Forbes and they keep believing it. Yeah, I like, let's see here. Viewers. That's fucking crazy. 2.5 million viewers. That's what Forbes. He's the new Johnny Carson of our age. Uh, I don't, really? Johnny Carson? I don't think, I don't think so. He's okay. He's the only one on late night that's funny anymore. I guess he's funnier than everybody else, you know? I mean, I don't think he's that funny, but I do like the, I like the format. I like, I like Cat and I like Tyrus, you know, they help balance him out a little bit, you know? Um, I like his guests. Like, he does a good job. But Tyrus. Yeah, exactly. I, I, do I think that Gutfeld is, fu- like, if you put Gutfeld on stand-up, like, I don't know if I'd want to, I mean, I'd go, but I don't know if I'd be like laughing my ass off the whole time. I think you would. I think Cat's funnier than him. Well, he he puts all of them in there, and when he takes a day off or two, mm-hmm. who runs the show? Cat does, and Tyrus does, and I saw Tyrus. He lets them circle in. I saw Tyrus run at one time, and he he looks he felt, I could tell he could feel out of place. <laughs> That's just not him. He just he likes to be that chill guy. He's like you know, like if you want to ask me a question, then I'll answer. But he's not the guy that's like not like Gutfeld, who's trying to. Gutfeld's really good at driving the conversations. Like, okay, well, what do you think? And then, okay, well, that's funny, huh? Then, well, what do you think? You know, he's good at that. Like, uh, I don't know what you call that, but like, I don't know. He's he's just a good good uh, um, conversation conversationalist, I guess. Yeah, but also Gutfeld is good at sharing the spotlight. Yeah, and I, yeah. You you kind of have that with Don Lemon. You couldn't have that with uh, any of the guys from CNN. It's just one of those things you see how absorbed, self-absorbed, all the other networks are. And uh, the one thing about Gutfeld is that he's he makes fun of himself as much as he makes fun of everybody else. Yeah. And that's kind of a good sign of good comedy. No, that's good. I mean, like fucking, we can make fun of ourselves. Like, I mean, that, I mean, that's part of the part of like just being a human. Like, it's just, you can't take yourself that seriously and admit when you fuck up. And you know, like, it's 
not everybody's perfect. And it's, it's funnier when you, when you know it yourself. I don't know. When people laugh, when the audience truly laughs, and when you can make fun of yourself, you got to remember, comedy goes way back to where there was, everything was, uh, if you're a comedian, you're a court jester, and you're the only one that could make fun of the king. But sometimes when you make fun of the king, um, changes his mind, <laughs> makes him think, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of people in power that need to be humbled a little bit so they actually can actually make a difference rather than continue in their tyrant type of uh, work that they've been doing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that there's room for comedy and politics a little bit. Like, I mean, if our podcast is the political cartoon of fucking podcasts, then by all means, we'll take it. I don't know. It's just it's just fun to do because, like, we have a lighter side of it. Like, I mean, we're we're not fucking politicians. We're not fucking, you know, super successful, like, financial lawyers or whatnot. We're not – we're just, like, average dudes – have average jobs but like we have strong opinions and um yeah like i don't know it's just it's fun it's fun 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 for these to do and i hope like the audience like can relate with with us because we're just average people i guess you know we've got some, some i think I, I think average people are going to be the people that actually finally change the world you know right i i think I think that's the whole point of our constitution. It's the point of America. I think that's the whole point. The whole point of America, exactly, is because we're uh, people. We elect people to represent us, not to represent themselves. Yeah. And once we start getting back to electing people that actually represent us, and I'm talking about people like, could you imagine if Governor DeSantis didn't make it in? But that guy who was uh, his opponent at the time got in. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't remember who that was, but I'm glad we got old Ron. Anywho. It was, it was, it was a guy that got caught doing drugs and uh, had some sort of gay orgy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure the whole state of Florida is happy about that. Anyway, we're brought up... To- hitting our time there Diggs so uh, any final thoughts keep praying America yeah sometimes prayers work sometimes prayers work keep praying America that's all I would say Say keep that positive say America needs some Jesus (laughs) go find your go find go find yourself some Jesus whatever that means to you we forgot about Jesus now all of a sudden we got uh, fucking drag stream, uh, drag queen story hours, and this and that. I mean, don't think Jesus would have really approved of a lot of that. No, I don't think so. So, consult your uh, higher power, and uh, hopefully, we can fix this shit. But that's all we got for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, take you out with uh, little riders in the sky, the old school, the original one. Anyways, have a good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.